Hey there, welcome back. And this is my day 32 of Camino on a Treadmill, wherein I, am re I redo my Camino on my treadmill in Galway, Ireland. I'm following in the footsteps of BK Lee from South Korea, who has videoed the Camino Trail. Camino France, same one I did, uh, starts in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, ends in, in um, Santiago de Compostela, where all the Caminos end. They all start in many different places, but end in Santiago de Compostela. Finding this in some ways harder than the original Camino, because I don't have to do it. When you wake up on the Camino, you know, they just turn on the lights in the hostel, 6.30 a.m. and you jump out of bed and say, okay, I'll just walk a few kilometers until I come to the next town or the next cafe or whatever and have a cafe con leche and a bocadillo or tortilla de patatas and some zumo de naranja. And then I'm all set to go. So, uh, Yesterday's topic uh, stirred a lot of interest amongst my many fans and my detractors. I was talking about what I refer to as the DP, using the initials for this particular act of men in their courtship of ladies, uh, sending photographs of their, um, a certain part of their anatomy as a way of trying to woo their lover. And uh, a friend of mine in America, a female friend, suggested to me that part of the problem, at least part of the problem, was the, the aesthetics of the whole thing. And we concurred that uh, employing pro professional photographer, you know, with some good lighting, soft focus, and um, actually, you know, an art director as well. You'd need, really, you would need a mini film crew, production designer, and uh, nice lighting, nice filters. Not, angles are important, as we all know. <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> God almighty, I'm, I'm making myself sound like one of these gentlemen. No. Spoken word is my chosen weapon. <laughs> weapon. Oh God, this 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 isn't going well for me today. I'm never good in the mornings. And yes, I managed to get up this morning. I did a Camino last night and one this morning. 7 a.m., just before work. So, uh, and today's one you'd be glad to know will be about a minute, uh, an hour, a minute. You'd be glad to hear that. An hour and uh, about 10 minutes. And we will reach the end of BK Lee's day seven today. So hope you're all enjoying yourselves today. I'm slightly embarrassed about yesterday's post wherein I displayed my lack of knowledge of all things historical and, what's that other word? Uh, <laughs> word escapes me. Anthropological, that's it. I nearly said anthropomorphic. 
which, as we all know, is a totally different thing. Anyway, onwards. So I was trying to seriously interrogate the whole issue of when was the first DP taken or made, i.e. when was the first time man uh, created an image of his a certain part of his anatomy in order to woo his loved one. Uh, I, I kind of yesterday did a bit of a scan of Shakespeare. Doesn't seem to appear there or Jane Austen. Um, and I, of course, I was um, trying to find out when the first uh, photograph was taken of this part of the anatomy for, for such purposes. And the conclusion I came to is it probably came shortly after the invention of the camera. Uh, I'm slightly dismayed to be caught out by some of my hate listeners who are sabotaging my Twitter account at the moment. 17 million listeners. Um, some of whom are bots, but bots are welcome as well. Uh, Russian spy bots, I believe. That's okay. We welcome the Russian spy bots. It's, it's a broad church here at the Camino on a Treadmill Corporation. Um, but anyway, some of my hate listeners were so eager to tell me, to show me up. They said that, you know, the earliest uh, DP, as we call them, was were done by cavemen, which if I had done my research, as reminded by the hashtags, the hashtags were all hashtag do your research, hashtag read a book. And uh, I stand corrected, the earliest DPs were drawn on caves by the men folk aiming, Buen Camino! You're going the wrong way, my friend. So, um, earliest DPs on a cave, the men folk trying to impress their women folk. So, I really should have done my research and hashtag read a book. Apologies for the inaccuracies. Uh, our disclaimer does state that anything stated here on this podcast is likely to be untrue and of little or no benefit to man or womankind. So if you read this, if you hashtag read the small print, you would have known that. Okay? Not getting picky here. Like uh, Ricky Gervais, I would say I have no, uh, I don't mind people criticizing me. He always says that, then he proceeds to insult them. Uh, which might lead one to conclude that he does have a problem with criticism, but who am I to say? He'll only start insulting me and my, uh, my, uh, the size of my listenership. <laughs> he thought I was going to say something else for a second there. So anyway, let's move on from that topic. I, I felt it needed an airing yesterday. We may revisit it. But I stand corrected. This particular habit dates back to pre-civilization times. 
So I'm glad we cleared that up. Now we are in, BK Lee is in sub leafy suburbia here. Um, it is, I guess, getting into the afternoon now. The sun is to his left. Good, left but coming around a bit to the front, I think. Can't really see it. And uh, here we go. I thought I might get more out of revisiting yesterday's topic, but no, let's have some water and see uh, what we're gonna talk about today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Um, hmm. Talked about my friend Samim yesterday. Wonder will I ever meet him again. All the people I knew in Russia. The people I mentioned yesterday were all the, um, Buen Camino. Hola. They, um, I'm saying Buen Camino to that guy. I can't really see my screen too clearly because I have a sad lamp on right in front of me above my screen, but, which is just a phone. But no, he wasn't a peregrino. I see, I'm saying Buen Camino to everybody, even the locals who are like, well, maybe it's like a permanent Camino for them. Hey, life is a Camino, my friend. I'm gonna trademark that one. Should be able to make some money on that. That is kind of what the Camino is about, though. Oh my God, am I gonna be serious today instead of flippant? Ooh. Take that, hate listeners. Ah, uh, serious. If I go serious, yeah, I won't be. You realize I'm not that deep. That's about the best I got. Hey man, life is like the Camino. That's like something. That's like what those surfer dudes come up with, you know? Hey man, the surf, waiting for the surf. Life is all about waiting for the big surf. <laughs> I can't even imitate a, a surfer dude. There's me proclaiming them to be shallow and I can't even imitate them. What does that make me? But I, I guess there is an equivalent Camino of the surfer dude and perhaps it's me. I'm not like, I don't have blonde hair and well, just having a quick look at my body here. It's not well toned, but it's uh, <clears throat> nothing to be sneezed at, ladies. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that. I do say it ironically. So yeah, hate listeners, put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's Dimitri Martin says, great comedian. If you finish a sentence with ladies, it always sounds sleazy. So I'm being ironic, folks. Relax, read a book, do some research. <sighs> so still the sun is creeping up in Ireland here. It's raining outside. Hold the front page. Rain in Galway, uh, you know, scoop. This is, uh, yeah, hard to believe, right? So nice and dry and sunny, and BK is checking his phone. 
Where is the sun coming from now? The light is diffuse. He's turning around. Repeat, he's turning around. We got him, we got him. Oh, I remember some of the um, scenes in The Americans. Where the hell? What? He's just done a complete, not 360, 180. I, BK, if I could see where the sun is, I could tell you. Hold on. It's, oh, I think, I can't see it. But I think it's to the left. It's obviously behind clouds, we've, so we've no proper hard shadows. But if it's to the left, that's much better than to the right, as regular listeners can attest. So, I wasn't really following. I put my speed up. 4.6. Let's go crazy here. Um, apologies for the sniffles. I'm sure if I was smart, I could find a way of automatically editing out the sniffles. But, I'm not smart. Well, I'm either not smart or I'm incredibly modest. And with a well-toned body. <laughs> you never know. Oh God. When I came up with this idea of doing the Camino on the treadmill, it was really just an idea of doing it for myself. And then I thought, oh, but my craving for fame and acknowledgement was just overbearing, overwhelming. So I said, no, why not make it into a podcast or a vidcast or something? I did contemplate doing it with a camera. Oh, my God. No, glad I didn't do that. Given my Unabomber-style hairdo at the moment. Trimmed the old beard. Never had a beard until lockdown. And when I, I like it when it's medium length and nicely crafted by a barber, you know? But that's hard to maintain. You have to kind of do a freestyle beard trimmer motion on it, which is to get a nice shape in it. And I tried that myself and I, it's disastrous. So now at the moment, I actually trimmed it back to half an inch, 12 millimeters. Uh, my beard, stop it now. Ladies, <laughs> you at the back of the class, out. Murphy, out. Murphy, Ryan, out. <laughs> Report to the headmaster at once. So, and then it's like, I never had a problem with my chin before, but when it re-emerges from behind my beard, I'm like, oh my God. And it's not, it's not what we'd call, it's not what we call a weak chin. But it's, uh, it just after having the beard crafted in a way to make it look bigger. Oh God, this sounds, yeah, it just sounds, there's a lot of double entendres here knocking around in my head. Anyway, I just, when I get to see my chin again, I'm like, oh, it's not as ample as I thought it was. Oh, oh my God. Oh, dearie, dear, dear me. So, anyway, as my, my new philosophy is I 
Except I expect nothing. Come on, everybody. Anyone? And I... Anyone? Except everything. Correct. Top of the class, Kelly. Okay. Kelly, Murphy, and Ryan. Oh, there's other students, imaginary students in my head. They're the three that come to mind. Kelly and Murphy are... Oh, BK is singing to himself. La 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 la. Not sure what the tune is. Maybe some K-pop, I don't know. He's happy, I know that feeling. Walking on his own, humming and happy. Oh, and he stopped. And he's off. And they're off. So I've walked. About to hit 1.2 kilometers. Great, I'm more than a quarter way through, aren't I? 4.31. I have an hour to go. A bit less. Because today is longer than usual. We're going to go to the end of BK's day seven. So at this stage, I would have been walking with Paige, I think, from Seattle. I remember I met her at the top of a hill. Have we passed that already? With kind of vineyards on each side, but we're on a flat now. Then I met her friend from... Ended up in a hostel with her friend from... from um, Amsterdam whose name escapes me. And uh, was hoping to meet Giulia from uh, Roma in uh, Logronia. How do, I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Logronio or something. L-O-G-R-O-N-O with the funny looking squiggle on top of the first O, I think. Yeah, God, I sound really well-educated, don't I? Funny-looking squiggle. I couldn't even look that up. A funny-looking squiggle. I might write a... Sounds like the title for a kid's book or a chapter in a kid's book. Did I have an idea? I've had a couple of ideas for YA books recently, but I'm sticking with my, obviously, my novel about the burnt-out TV editor. Sounds exciting, eh? And uh, I shall be emailing my editor later to... I've allowed, we've agreed that I can postpone. Um, I have uh, four weeks to get him 5,000 words, which I hear you, my hate listeners, saying that's nothing. That's nothing, 5,000 words. I'd write that in a day. Well, okay, well done. Congratulations. Anyway, I'm allowed postpone to make it five weeks. And I've been doing that. This will be fourth time in a row, I think. That's okay. My ideal is write 7,000, cut it back to five. The last three or four times, it's been just scraping over the line with 5,000 unedited words. Lucky editor getting to read that. And I write on a thing called a free write typewriter, which where you can't edit. Well, it's it's a smart typewriter they call it. 
It's like a mechanical keyboard, a Kindle type screen, e-ink screen. Beautiful keyboard. The only way you can edit is delete the previous words. A lot of people were annoyed saying they should add a cursor function. They're still talking about bringing that in, I think, but actually it has changed the way I write. And what I do now is when I have an idea for something to change earlier, I just write three X's in capitals and some I'm a note in capitals for what to do. And I keep moving forward. So it's actually working for me for my first draft. Still going slowly, but at least I'm not revisiting. Well, ideally I would write seven and then revisit cut back to five which is nice to write in chunks and build in a little self-editing to that process so that by the end, I'm not swamped with a lot of messy words. So I have a chunk for the first, uh, maybe third of the book that's kind of, yeah, on the whole, a little bit edited. Now I have a chunk that isn't. I'm like, you know what, whatever gets me there. I'd see the book. Initially, I was thinking, uh, I have this idea in my head, I want it to be 90,000, but it doesn't, if it makes a really good 70,000, that's great. But to get 70, I'd kind of like to have 100 in my first pass. I gotta stop think, overthinking this. BK has stopped again. BK has stopped. I gotta pay attention. There's real dramatic things going on here. Now, the sun is to his left. That is good, isn't it? Pretty sure. No shadows, but those clouds to the left look like they're catching the sun. Anyway, we'll keep going. We have no control over what he's doing. So what do we do? We expect, correct, Kelly again. Good boy, Kelly. And uh, anyone else? We expect nothing. And we accept uh, Higgins. Yes, everything, well done, good girl. So, top of the class. Higgins and Kelly are my best students, and Murphy and Ryan are my worst students. That's how it rolls, that's how it goes. Okay, need some more water here. I'm gonna have to look at my notes. It's come to this. Uh, will I look at my diary? Oh, no, I don't even have the notes ready. This is really unprofessional, okay. Vision quest. Glow. Samim. I'll talk a bit about Glow. Netflix series. I know I've been dispar I've been controversially disparaging about the about streaming services on my podcast. I just lost my Netflix sponsorship through doing that. That that was smart. Um, I had a little ad prepared and everything. Netflix, when you want to binge your life away. Uh, what was it? I had a few versions of that. Netflix, because life is meaningless. Just because life is meaningless doesn't mean you can't be entertained. 
Netflix, you go, we're all going to die, but let's be entertained along the way. It's something like that. I, I had some better ones. Now, I'd say BK, he's going right here. Do I like that? I don't, but I can't read that sign. Why don't I like it? Because it brings the sound further behind him when it should be more to the left. But still, this must be the turn he missed earlier, I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I mean, follow the arrows. That's the normal procedure. So, and that can be applied to life. Sometimes in life, we don't follow the arrows. Now I sound like a corny folk priest. So I just have to tune up my guitar and the act will be complete. And when we don't follow the arrows, sometimes we get lost. But you know, there's always another arrow to bring us back on the right path. I'm not making fun of religion, it's not my bag. I'm just doing one of my impersonations for my, um, for any of the many talent scouts who are listening. Word has got around that this guy, me, is a whiz at accents. I'm far too humble to concur, but if they want to pay me lots of money to put on funny voices, I'll do it, and I'll even sell, use it to sell dodgy products. I have no shame in that regard. Um, if you want me to sell oil, I was going to say gambling products. I can't even joke about that. Oh man, I don't know how anyone can work for gambling companies and sleep at night. I, I don't know, but you know, it would appear a lot of people are able to sleep like a baby at night, uh, no matter what they do, do all sorts of things. But I'm certainly no saint, but if I was broke and offered a job in a gambling company, would I take it? I don't know if I was broke, I might. I'm not going to come across all high and mighty here because I certainly am not high and mighty. But I'm not high, which is good because it's, it's a work day. Hey, I'm not high on weekends either. Let's just clarify that. Oh, here we come. A nice bridge. I think I recognize this. Nice wooden footbridge. Yeah. Looks familiar. I'm sure I crossed a few of these on the way. So we're going up, we're going right, and then surely we would be going left. We'd have to be going left. If he goes right at the end of this, then there's something seriously wrong in the state of Denmark. Other states may apply. Others. A lot of wind in my ears here. I'm not gonna try and adjust the volume every time I do that. I, I uh, stop the video. 
But I, I shall adjust it for the edit. So you're my listeners here. Oh, hold on a second now. He's going right. This and the sun is clearly to his right. Oh, <laughs> and then there was an edit. And now the sun is to his left. Okay, BK, we know what happened there. I wish he could hear me and I could explain all this stuff to him. And as we know, all time exists at once, allegedly. So maybe if I say it enough, he will hear me. Maybe right now, he's figured it out. And there's really long shadows and trees to the left. I feel like we lost a bit of time there in the bit that was edited out. Logronio, there's still like the land, the entrance into Logronio, from my memory, is coming down a hill with really not shanty towns on the left and right, but definitely poor areas. Sort of reminded me of where Maradona grew up. I don't know why I say that, I just remember these images of him as a 14 year old boy playing in a poor district and of Buenos Aires. Wasn't it? Of course it was. What was his team? Anyone? Anyone? Kelly, correct. Uh, Boca Juniors, top of the class. Oh, you're already there, okay. God, the Irish football team at the moment, I'm afraid. The glory of the 90s is gone. We don't have the players anymore. Let's put my fan on there. I'm not a massive sports head, but I always loved the World Cup, the Football World Cup. Uh, I do um, like the rugby as well now, got into that. Six Nations and the World Cup, but I actually watched none of this year's Six Nations. So, yes, not a massive sports head, but I was in England when Ireland won in Twickenham, not in the stadium, but in the vicinity when Ireland won the Grand Slam. That was a great occasion. We were on great form then. It's kind of nice, like in the 90s when we were doing well and got to the quarterfinals in our first ever World Cup, I was a total allegedly a total stoner back then, or somebody who looked like me and had the same name as me anyway was a stoner, so you do the math. I deny everything. And like, stoners aren't really known to be sports heads, but no, no, I loved it. But of course, I was so delusional then. I've only recently started becoming less delusional. I guess it took time for it to wear off. BK has stopped and he's, shaking his phone, trying to get GPS. But trust me, my friend, you got the sun to your left. That's a good thing. To your left and even coming around towards your front, I think. This is not a good advertisement for relying on GPS. So let's take some water here. But I thought, oh Jesus, we got into the quarterfinals, you know. It'd be all uphill from there, and that we could actually win a World Cup. Um, oops, I hit the mic. Apologies, ladies and gentlemen, apologies. 
I most humbly, I most humbly apologise. I will not go back and edit that because I'd have to find it first, and I'm not going to do that. So suck it up, my friend. Suck it up. That's my new philosophy. Suck it up. Okay. I'm getting bored now. So if I'm bored, what are you? That is the, the eternal question. Or at least the question of the moment. I am boring myself to death. And I'm not even a fifth of the way through this process. Frightening. Still, at the very least, I'm getting fit. So. And you're probably not. You're sitting there eating your... Some of you are in your car right now scoffing a McDonald's breakfast. Is there anything more depressing than that? Eating a McDonald's breakfast in your car. You look to the left and to the right and there's other people doing the same thing and nobody makes eye contact. Everyone is just dripping in shame and grease. Yeah? Hey, I'm free to do ads for McDonald's breakfast. Should, uh, if Ronald McDonald is listening, I'm up for it. I presume he's a CEO, right? I know he doesn't dress like that all the time. Am I right? <laughs> I remember I was at a Van Morrison concert. No, I'm going somewhere with this. It's, 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 a, it's a good segue. One of my better segues, just bear with me. And uh, he was playing in Leisureland in Galway, of all places. A friend of mine actually plays guitar with him, but I don't know if he did back then. That's a good while ago. Brian Kennedy was playing with Van the Man as well. But my friend Kevin uh, from Galway, who was there, he just says to me, we're looking at Van, and he says to me, he looks like the Hamburglar <laughs> from the McDonald's ads. We have Ronald McDonald as a good guy and the Hamburglar. I presume he's meant to represent the competition. Small evil guy with a kind of mask on his face or something. But Van did look like the Hamburglar. Uh, don't ask me how, but he did. So see, see, the segue worked, right? Right? Yeah. Yes, correct, it did. That's the right answer. And uh, so here we are, it's getting cloudy and overcast. There's another walker in front of BK. And I was talking about the Irish football team, Italia 90. I thought, this is the way it's going to be. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Buen Camino, Buen Camino. No, I won't do that again. Okay, sorry. Um, Italia 90. Then there was America that wasn't as good. <laughs> and then there was uh, Saipan. Was there something before that? Or we missed a few then. Then Roy Keane left. And, oh, yeah, it's all. Do you see? Buen Camino, cyclist. Get a bell. Yeah? Get a bell. We don't like your kind around here. So anyway. Ooh, they just broke my serenity. So back to just have to reground myself now after the cyclists annoyed me just by their mere presence on the sacred Camino Trail. 
At least they weren't flying down the hills screaming at people to get out of their way. Oh, that grinds my gears. So, I love the way I say grinds my gears. I only know that expression from anyone. Peter Griffin in anyone. Family Guy, which I don't watch anymore. Far too misanthropic for nice, happy-go-lucky gentlemen like myself. It really is, though. I, uh, I used to find it funny, but it left me with a bad feeling afterwards. I like Brian the dog the best. Stewie, ooh. It's the, the time he's annoying Brian about his novel, that is quite close to the bone. Ah, I can't do his voice. I know it's based on that actor. English actor, what's his name? Oh, man. Gone. It's all gone. Anyway. The actor had the same first name as the guy who directed the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which I think was a black and white silent film. Look at me. Ooh, look at me with the facts. Anyway. And it could be, it mightn't even be true. It might be what we call here at Camino on a Treadmill, Inc., an alternative fact. Yes, Kellyanne Conway is one of our shareholders. And what of it, I say. And the guy with all the collars, uh, Steve Bannon, who wears multiple layers of clothes. Yes, they are shareholders, but that does not say anything about my political beliefs at all. And uh, Alex Jones of Infowars, correct. We can confirm he is a shareholder. So, got some good people on board, just for their business expertise, of course. Uh, here's some dude just standing here. What's he doing? Oh, no, it's, it's a peregrino. Hello, when Camino. Well, there are other peregrinos on the road walking the same direction. I like to think that's a good sign. Where is the sun? Oh my God, it's in front of us. Yes. That's where we want it to be, folks. I'm the Bear Grillis of Ireland, and I can tell you, the sun is in front of us. That make us muy, muy happy. Muy, I was going to say guapo. I know that means handsome. How do I know that? Because I used to hear it every day along the trail. Buen Camino, guapo. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out eventually. I thought it meant intelligent, but it turned out it meant handsome. It's okay, I'll take that. I mean, I know I'm intelligent and I'm not so insecure. I need that to be reinforced. I, okay, I do know I'm handsome. I know I'm incredibly handsome. And I, the reason I, I just, in Ireland we're brought up to be modest, but I don't know, I just feel I have to be honest with my listeners. If I start doing that whole, eh, not that good looking, really routine, you're gonna see through it. You're gonna say he's not genuine. And uh, you know, then you'll find pictures of me, you go, he's lying, he's absolutely gorgeous. So I think honesty is the best policy. But 
I am incredibly humble as well. So it's quite... Oh, there's a song about that. An Irish singer, Brendan Shine. Was it Brendan Shine? Oh, Lord, it's so hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Come on, everybody. I can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better looking each day. Hey, I see a new career coming on here. If only I could pronounce my R's better. Career. Career. Anyway, nobody's listening. Doesn't matter, James. Yes, they are. Oh, the inner voices are fighting in my head. They will come. If you record it, they will come. So, 41 minutes. Woo! And I did it. I started early today. I'll have a shower. I'll be ready for work. I'll be firing on all cylinders. Maybe I'll have another coffee. Ooh, crazy talk. Second coffee it makes me high if it's strong-ish. Yeah. Uh, ooh, we're coming into now voices and places and things, houses and stuff. I'm so good at describing things. No wonder I'm a writer. Or at least I call myself one. <laughs> he calls himself a writer. Hola! Buen camino. They're trying to sell him something. I think I can't see right on the screen. Where were we? Oh, Lord, it's so hard to be humble. When you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror. Come on, everybody. Cause I get better looking each day. La 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 la. Can't remember the rest of it. I do remember. Somehow it reminded me of another song I heard on the radio on Claire FM, one of the local stations. I recorded it on my cassette tape back in the day, in the 90s. Back when I was a stoner, I thought it was hilarious. But it was, um, what was it? The Jolly Farmer, I think it was called. Or Happy Farmer. I am the Jolly Farmer. I am the Jolly Farmer. I've been farming all my life. I live along the country with me parents and me wife. Oh, my parents and my wife. Nice. Um, I da 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 we're all content and happy, but we ask for nothing more. And then, see, it just starts off all happy, but then act two, a dark twist. But me cousins up in Dublin, they won't leave us alone. On the telly and the radio, you can always hear them moan. Now it gets political. They want to tax the farmer, and some of them declare. Their cousins down the country are a bunch of millionaires. And now everybody, for the chorus, with prices fluctuating and with nothing guaranteed. Sure, the farmer, la 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 la, when there's many mouths to feed. Something like that. Great song. Uh, in the tradition of Woody Guthrie, protest song. Yeah, and I also taped on the same tape, same channel. Some guy did a song 
based on La Bamba. Uh, oh, we're going under a tunnel, tunnel alert, tunnel alert. And we're coming out into the light, after life effect, after life effect, into the white light, and then we are out. Reborn, <sighs> cleansed of our sins. Hallelujah, brother. So, the other song, it was really bad effort at humor. Worse than you, you say. Yes, worse than me. Wait till you hear it. So it's based on La Bamba. You know the song. Of course you do. Yeah, 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 Bamba. La Bamba, Bamba. Whatever. From oh, Los Lobos. Remember that film? Or the group who sang it? Richie Valens, who died in a plane with, didn't he? Yes, he did. Anyone? Anyone? Buddy Holly. There was Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and anyone? I can't remember. And Buddy Holly is from where? Yes, Kelly, correct. Lubbock in anyone? Texas. In anyone? Russia. No, Murphy, come on. USA, correct. Um, where was I? I was on the verge of an epiphany, that's where I, but then again, I'm always, that's what makes me, aside from my amazing good looks and my humility, I think what makes me so magnetic and attractive to the ladies and the gentlemen is um, that the sense of me always being on a verge of an epiphany. People say if you hang around with James Finland for 15 minutes, something will happen that will change your life. Um, I haven't put it to the test because I've no friends, but it's it's a theory that's been posited out there, it hasn't actually been put to practice. So, oh, a tunnel! I had my eyes closed. Tunnel alert! We have gone through another tunnel, and we have come out the other side. And yes, the sun is still in the sky. The white fluffy clouds are hanging up there in the blue sky. And the sun is to our left, which is good. We're happy with that. Where was I? The epiphanies and whatnot. Oh man, I don't know, can I last the distance today? I have. 31. Oh my God. Well, it says 30 minutes to go, but it's more like 25 because you have maps at the end and we can ignore that. So bear with me. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm dropping my speed. 4.4. Oh, that's nicer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Let's get some water into me. So, covered a lot today. We were talking about Italia 90 football, my incredible good looks, uh, my modesty. We were talking about two songs, Oh La Bamba, the version of it I heard on Clear FM. Attempt at humor, apparently. So humor attempt alert here. Not my attempt for a change. Um, it's like, I got the cute bomba. That, that was the whole gist of the song. It looks so good in my chinos. It follow me everywhere. -o. I look around and it's there. -o. Very cute, the bomber. 
Very cute, the bomb. I'm gonna stop. You get the gist. It does not get any better, correct? Correct, it gets worse. Yes, we can confirm that. Uh, not taking any more questions here. Uh, the president just wants you to know that uh, he did not write that song. It was uh, someone hacked his uh, Twitter account. Correct. Uh, we're not taking any more questions. Thank you very much. So, here we are, walking in, well, I'm walking in Galway, Ireland. That's my attempt at a South Dublin accent, because I gotta crack into that South Dublin scene. God damn it, I never made it as an editor, because they wanted me to speak with a South Dublin accent, and I spoke like this. Ah. <laughs> uh. I was never accepted in my hometown of Galway because I didn't have an authentic West, West of Ireland accent. And I was never accepted in South Dublin because I didn't have a South Dublin accent. And yet look at me now, living in a humble bungalow. Is it a bungalow? No, it's not a bungalow. Humble terrace house, a townhouse we call it. Sorry, townhouse in Moycullen, Galway, with a treadmill and two cats and a sad lamp. So there, South Dublin D-heads, put that in your hash pipe or, and smoke it or something. I really should script this stuff. You know, it's definitely, uh, need, I need some script help without a doubt. But my producer insists that I just ad lib. Anyway, spurned in his hometown, jeered at in South Dublin. James Finland was trying to be, take, conquer the world, but nobody wanted him. So he set off on his treadmill. Oh, reminds me, I, I'm going to record an intro for my podcast. It should be fun. It's going to be based on one, you know those guys who do self-help books and they start off with real humble brag stuff. You know, like I was, uh, I'm thinking of that guy who wrote, is it Mark Manson or something? You know, this kind of thing, like, uh, I had all the success I wanted. I was making, you know, earning a six-figure sum, seven-figure sum, making love to all the most beautiful women in the world. But something was missing. You know, those guys, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not listening to you, man. You just, you know, you think by making me jealous, you're going to make me listen to you? Uh-uh. Uh, wrong. It's real humble brag. I've heard it more than once. I was making love to lots of beautiful women, but something was missing. You know, and then they talk about their, quote, spiritual, unquote, journey. Although, it has to be said, I'm not one of these people who says, oh, I'm spiritual and you're not. No. Either we all are or nobody is. Obviously, there's different degrees of spiritual help. Once you start saying, I'm spiritual, you're not. That's like spiritual pride, the worst sin of all. Yes, I have that on good authority from the man himself, the man above. <laughs> he said, uh, exhibiting his spiritual pride. Oh, the sun is coming around. It's uh, quite high-ish, and it's in front of us-ish, a bit to the left. Just where we like it. Tunnel alert. We're going under a lot of roads. 
Makes me feel like we're going around in circles, but no, we're not. No, we're not. We're going under a tunnel. We're going under a tunnel. Repeat, is there a light at the end of the... Yes, sir, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Affirmative, affirmative. Graffiti. Okay, street art. Street art, as we call it. And the light at the end of the tunnel. We've been reborn again. Cleanse of our sins. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. 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 We used to sing that all the time. School and mass and stuff. I probably told you about my altar boy career. The time we all started laughing up on the altar. Me, my brother Michael, and four other. My, my God, we were coming down with altar boys back then. Dripping in altar boys. Stop it. Sounds. Anyway. Um, yeah. And one guy just. I must have told this one before. He just turns to the guy beside me and goes, bah. That's all he said, bah. Which was a reference to an ad on Irish TV for rubella, measles shot, you know, vaccines. Whoa. Controversial and topical, what? The podcast that gives you everything. I like to call this, well, people have called this. I know uh, Maureen Dowd of New York Times called this the podcast about everything. Who am I to disagree? So here we go. Altar boy anecdotes, you see? We cover it all. But there was an ad on Irish TV for rubella or something, some vaccine thing. And they were showing how you can get all these things, you know, you can get ill if you don't get the vaccine. And there was one scene they were showing a profoundly disabled kid in a, some sort of uh, hospital or and there was a nun he was playing with something there was a nun though with a drumstick I always remember this and I, I not sure how it works but she was holding the drumstick up to her mouth and going bah and then touching the drumstick on his ear a few times bah 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 yeah, the advertisements in Ireland have come a long way since then. We had a lot of public service ads. And by the way, I, I don't mean to laugh at the guy's misfortune in the thing, but all I know is, at the time, I've probably told the story before. Like I say, this podcast should really be called 11 Anecdotes, retold 160 times. 11 Anecdotes, a provocative podcast from the mind that brought you Kimmy on a treadmill. So, she's going bah. Anyway, so, I'm on, there's three altar boys on the left. There's me to my left. There's Leo Fury and, oh, is it Dave Donahue's brother, Kevin Donahue or something, I think. I think it was Leo Fury was the culprit. He goes bah. And then the guy beside me, you can just see his shoulders start shaking. And I don't know had I ever discussed with anyone before that ad. It was just something in our subconscious. I think we just, if you grew up in Ireland at that time, you just took it for granted that there were ads with nuns saying bah on the TV all the time. 
It is our equivalent of Soviet propaganda, along with, I suppose, the Angelus and Mass and whatnot. Now I'm sounding anti-religious. That should garner me a few fans in Ireland, even though I'm not. Maybe I'm a closet Catholic. Da, da, da. Like the body snatchers. They're out there, you know, trying to get you to say your prayers. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. So, Leo Fury goes, bah. And I think it was Kevin Donahue. Oh, there was an edit there, and we were somewhere else. And BK is looking around, and the sun, oh my God, it's behind us, or to our right, this is not good. Anyway, bah. Shoulder shaking with laughter and mirth. There you go. That's at least a $5 word, isn't it? Mirth. Mirth. And uh, uh, I think we're going the right way. So, so yeah, and then I start laughing. So we have three altar boys on the left laughing. My brother Michael's over on the right with two other altar boys. So they see us, they start laughing. And it's not good, it's not a good look. Was it Sunday mass? It must have been if there was that many of us. Because I used to like the early morning mass. Not that I like early mornings, but there was a bonus. You got to miss the first half hour, hour of school. What's not to like about that, eh? I know all these swats are going, oh, I'd hate that, Ooh. oh, that'd be terrible. I'm missing an hour of school, oh my God. But of course I'm a bad boy. So I like that kind of thing, that's how I roll. I serve mass and I don't go to school, yeah. Anyway, so it ends up with six altar boys. Wow, imagine that, six altar boys, wow. Ah, those were the glory days, laughing. And they, it's not actually the altar. I did look up that word before. The altar is the thing with the priest at it, but we're on the, there's a raised floor. The altar's on that, and there's a name for it. Which eludes me. Answers on a postcard. Okay, so we're all laughing. Then I had to go up to the canon. We call him the canon Morin. Not really sure what a canon is. It's like a priest, but you kind of have another little title. Very nice man. There was him and Father... Oh, God, every time I try to remember his name on the podcast, it goes. I know my brother, Michael, would know his name off the top of his head because he always said he was a nice man. But we both agree. Him... Oh, what was his name? Oh, God. Anyway, him and the Canon Morin. Just really nice men. And... In many ways, good role models. Like, forget about the religion thing, but just... That's the most important thing in life. If you're not a good role model, it doesn't matter what crap you talk, right? Or what you preach. <laughs> but I go up to the altar... Oh, sorry, I hit my hand there. And I had to bring up the water and the wine to um, the Canon Morin. I've been walking an hour now. Great, we're getting near the end. And uh, let me get some water here. Speaking of water and wine, 
No, I'm not drinking wine before work. <clears throat> Honestly, if my employers are listening, I'm not drinking wine before work. So, so I bring the water and the wine up, and the canon is doing all that stuff. Lord, wash me of my iniquity and cleanse me of my sins. And I bring it, it's a little tray, little glass tray with two little containers with water and wine, and I'm holding it, and it's rattling because I'm still laughing. And in my memory, the canon says to me under his breath, wait till we get into the sacristy, which is the sacristy, sacristy, yeah, which is, you know, the room, little room, the back of the church where we go in, where we come out of, you know, and go back into. And uh, he did give us a lecturing, but you know, he was talking to my mother about it, her mother, and he just said, oh, sure. he laughed about it. So boys will be boys. Yeah, he was a good man, the canon. And Father, it's not Father Leo. I'm thinking of Father Leo Moran. I interviewed him in a documentary I made about Mayo football. And he was uh, he was an inspiring man too. Never got to live to see Mayo win again. But like my dad, he saw them win in 51. And the whole, the documentary was about, they say there's a curse on them, which of course there isn't. The story of the curse only emerged in the, from what I could gather in the 90s. I mean, they said that about the Boston Red Sox as well. They said it about the Galway hurling team. It's a thing, you know. They usually blame it on the, oh, the Clare hurling team, they blamed on a witch, wasn't it? Biddy Early. Galway, uh, football team might have been a priest as well we're hurling on it. anyway Mayo they said the team when they won they disrespected a funeral in Foxford Mayo on their way back home celebrating and the priest put a curse on them that they'd never win until all the players from that team were dead when I made the documentary there were three of them alive there were four at the start, and one died before we could interview him. I'm getting morbid here, and I know one passed away since. And I think there's just one left now. Nice men, the men I interviewed. And uh, those who passed away. Um, God rest their souls. Here we are, we are closing in on the end. Well, still about 10 minutes to go, I think. And straight to work, off to work with me. Hi-ho, hi-ho, off to work we go. Um, Snow White wouldn't really survive the test of time in terms of political, politically, would it? I don't think so. I was going to say political correctness, but I don't really want to identify with this anti-PC bandwagon. I'm plowing my own course, but I mean, the whole Snow White thing sounds a little Aryan, doesn't it now, in retrospect? And, uh, 
there's an urban myth. I kind of know it's an urban myth, or maybe it happened once, but people tell the story. You hear it from so many sources, you go, that's an urban myth. But apparently there was a guy, a dwarf, am I allowed to say that? I think I am. Uh, isn't that an actual condition? I know I can't say midget, but dwarf, like, what's the other one? Little person. No, I'm not talking about me. Stop that. You, out. Um, he was on a bus. I'm calling him a dwarf because it fits the story. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, for those who don't know. Um, so, apparently, anyway, he was on the bus and a woman offered him, and he got onto a bus, and a woman offered him a seat because she perceived him as disabled. And he gave her a right telling off. So, then um, he, uh, anyway, eventually he gets, she's kind of miffed because she was trying to be nice. Eventually he gets off at a stop. Now, she was a Dublin woman, and I, I can't, how can I t do this without swearing? I, I can do it. She goes, he gets off the bus, and apparently she shouted after him, I hope Snow Hoy beats the crap out of you when you get home. So I'd, I'd heard that first told as a joke, heard it a couple of times. But then I was in, um, no, maybe I was told, oh yeah, this actually happened to someone. But then I was in Limerick, and there was an actor, act, well, actress, we used to say. I guess the gender isn't relevant. An actor, and she was really kind of hogging the limelight, as actors can do. And, but she started telling the story as if she saw it. And she was describing all the detail and everything. I'm just looking at her going, really? You're doing this? Yeah. In fairness, maybe it was her that it happened to the first time, and then it just spread around the world. But I don't think so. I just, I'm sure I wasn't the only one there thinking I've heard this before. Oh, I hope Snow Hoy beats the crap out of you when you get home. <laughs> I do remember kids in Dublin, like inner city kids, their use of English is amazing. And you can kind of see where like James Joyce, obviously his use of English was, you know, went outside all known boundaries. A part of that comes from being Irish and another part from being from Dublin as well. I, I wonder, I don't know is the language still evolving there the way it used to, but the way our kids, the most famous, the best one I ever heard, and yes, I heard this, I'm not just sort of making this up, <laughs> like my friend with the dwarf story like certain other people, not a million miles away, a certain actor in Limerick. So, what was I telling you now? Oh yeah, so kids, Dublin kids, I'm sure I've repeated this, I've told this before, shouting at one kid insulting another kid, and he said, don't mind him, he's a child molester. He'll bleed in child molester, so he will. I remember. I was young at the time and not the most focused, but I was, I was always interested in books and stuff and reading, writing, etc. I was blown away by that because he just, 
he doesn't know what he did even. He made that into a verb. He'll child molest you. That's just child molest you. He made that into a verb. Sorry, is this explicit? I hope not. Don't mind him, he's a bleeding child molester. He'll bleeding child molest you, so he will. That is really like, I think, so inventive. Because a lot of the way Irish people use English comes from the fact that Irish was our first language. And uh, they say things like, I do be, instead of I am, which would come from the structure of the Irish language. And uh, honestly, if you read Ulysses, and it's, it is hard going, but if you're not, like, if you didn't grow up in Catholic Ireland, specifically, I guess, in Dublin, no, if, it, if you've grown up in Catholic Ireland and you've spent some time in Dublin, that's enough. You can really, there's so much to get in there that you, it's very hard to get if you're not from that background. There's a lovely line in it in Davy Byrne's pub. And the guy says, where's the exit out of here? <laughs> no, that's it's not, sorry. Where, where's the entrance out of here, wasn't it? Where's the, yeah, I think that was it. It was contradictory. See, uh, there I am setting it up and suddenly I don't even know what it is. I'm pretty sure it was, where's the entrance out of here? <laughs> the image he created of Davy Byrne's pub and of Bloom going in there and he had like a glass of Bordeaux or something, and was it a gorgonzola cheese sandwich? I don't know, it was just like something you wouldn't see nowadays. That was in the chapter or the episode all about food, which started with, oh, edit here, we're getting right into Lagronia. We've missed the kind of poorer area, but that chapter started with, um, or did it? One of the ch the first time we see Bloom, it's all about him buying kidneys and things. And I, I feel like that he's more corporal than um, Daedalus, who's all in his head. So I felt showing all those kind of him looking at all the offal in the butcher shop really reminded us of his corporal kind of nature. Am I boring you or exciting you? <laughs> it's the question of my life. You don't need to answer it. No, no, really, you, honestly, you don't. We're getting near the end. There's gonna be maps any second now. How did I end on the Ulysses? Oh, it was well-crafted. I planned that all along. I have to squeeze it in. I tell you, if you read Ulysses, you just have to find ways of bringing it up casually in conversation for the rest of your life. As a humble brag, of course. Oh, it's no big deal, but yes, I read Ulysses. It's quite good, really. Needs a bit of editing, you know. I reckon I could do better myself, eh? What, what? That kind of thing. So we're in Lagronia. So here I am arriving in Lagronia, wondering, will I ever meet Giulia from Roma again? You're all wondering the same thing, aren't you? I can feel the suspense. Will James from Ireland, from Galway, ever meet Julia from Rome again? That is the question on everybody's lips. Tune in next week.
to find out. I'm kind of waiting for the video to end here, trying to time this perfectly and failing miserably. Julia from Roma, where are you? CBK is searching for her with his phone. And we're going to finish up any minute now, I think. I'll go back to four kilometers an hour. As we ponder the question, will James ever meet Julia from Roma again? That is the question on everybody's mind. Oh man, I'm trying to drag this out and the video just refuses to end. Oh well. So, that's it, I'm all out. I planned, I ended on the Ulysses, segued into Julia from Roma, and now I got nothing. I got nothing here. Hey, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Walking across the street, huh? Buen Camino. Ah, it's nice, it's nice and quiet in Nogronio. No wine festival on this time, I think. Ah, yes, Rioja wine. Rioja. Good with lamb, they say, don't they? See, I know my stuff, eh? No, I don't. Uh, spoiler alert, or not spoiler alert, what do they call that? Uh, you know, small print, there's a word for that. Uh, does, disclaimer, James knows nothing. Do not repeat, do not attempt any of the experiments that James attempted on this podcast. So, looking, searching for Julia from Roma. Will this end happily ever after? Or tragically? Dun, dun, dun. We're walking down a dark alley here. Oh my God, there's a guy with a gun. Oh no, they're running after him. BK's running away. Oh my God, the shooting, did you hear that? No, I edited out the gunshot. Shooting at him. He got over a wall, he's escaped. And he's running, running, running. Oh my God, they're, they're after him. They got over, they're, they're getting closer. They're getting closer, they're driving a big truck. Do you hear them? They're closing in on him. They're about to kill him. Oh no, oh no. We never get to meet Julia from Roma. This is really dramatic and it's about to end any second now. To be continued. Tune in next week to find out what happens. Does BK live to walk another day? And does James meet Julia from Roma? Tune in tomorrow to find out. The tension is palpable. Two guys appear at the end of the alley. They're walking towards him. One of them pulls out a knife and puts it back in. They're cops. It's okay. Whew. That was close. He's shaken off his pursuance. Not a really good way to end, but I've run out of things to say. And now any moment 
we're going to stop. And that would be the end. So I say to you, God bless. Buen Camino. Tune in tomorrow to find out. Does James meet Julia from Roma?